so, so we're in it right now. Uh, yeah, it's it, in the top left. It says, it says, yeah, it's going on. It's asking me if I want to stop recording. So, no, I don't want to stop recording at all, actually. All right, well, I guess we're here then. We're yeah, we are after um after um about what a week or two of of preparation throwing this, throwing this together and then about five days of planning to record and never doing it. We're here. Well, hey, yeah, now we're here. Welcome to the Switch It Up podcast. Yes. Switch it up. So if, we are going to well, we're we're going to start this start this whole thing off with a discussion about Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah, we're going to get to that, but um, I think it's only right we talk about us a little bit and how and why we're doing this. All right, yeah, fair enough. Uh, please do do the honors, my friend. Okay, so um, I'm half the show. I'm uh, my name's Colby. Um, you know, basically going into college, and I'm gonna have a lot of free time. So my friend here, Tyler, and I, we decided to start up the show. And basically, we started the show because if you were to read our our text messages, it's just just a bunch of stuff. Like. It's basically to make Nintendo, it's like Pong. We just keep bouncing ideas <laughs> off each other when it comes to Nintendo stuff. So essentially, we just decided to, like, you know what, let's just... I was at work one day, believe it or not, and slow day. I was like, dude, let's just start a Nintendo podcast. And I'm like, dude, we can just call it Switch It Up. And he's just like, we have to do this now. I'm like, yes, we do. And so now so now here we are after... Yeah, we here we are. What's neat is I've literally known Tyler my whole life. Like, literally, since the day I was born, I've known Tyler. Yeah. That's correct. Tyler, think about it this way: Tyler has lived two months of his life without knowing who I was. That was that was torture, I tell you. Yeah, was a, yeah, obviously, you're, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, you you clearly remember that. Yeah, you know, I, I got through it. It was a, uh, it, it it was tough, but you know, you just got you got to persevere through the tough times, you know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I can't even relate better myself. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, I guess I'll, I mean, you cover most of it, but I guess I'll talk a little bit about myself. I am also going into college, and, uh, you know, I share Colby's sentiment being a pretty much long, or a lifelong Nintendo fan. Yes. So, yes. you know, we're, we're both hardcore gamers, and, you know, we, we just decided to do this on a whim. So. Yeah, there's a difference between hardcore and actually being good at the games, though, so... Yeah, that will be apparent once we start talking about our own experiences with the said game. I believe that that skill gap will be uh, oh, yeah, explained be in detail. It'll be revealed. All right, so uh, shall so, we get started then? Yeah, I just wanted to kind of like elaborate on how we like got into Nintendo. So, all right, all right. Not, not so. Obviously, now why I switch is my fa- like Nintendo's my favorite brand. It's not because the other ones just plain out suck, which they do. Uh, but my uncle actually was a big Nintendo fan, and um, all I all I remember, I remember back when I used to live in New York, I would just like sit in his room and watch him play Twilight Princess, and you know I thought it was pretty cool. And my first console is was the GameCube, actually. Yeah, you got into it earlier than I did. I remember, I remember sitting in my basement as like a six-year-old, playing <laughs> playing Mario Kart Double Dash, just flip-flopping Luigi and Mario back and forth as they just threw red shells at people. <laughs> it was great. It was fantastic. Those were the days that those were the days. And um, 
Yeah, ever since then, you know, Wii obviously came out, and Wii was, I still play Wii sometimes today. I mean, that console's, that's probably the greatest console ever. Yeah, it, it's quite the uh, the legendary cornerstone in Nintendo. That, that was actually my, okay, well, I guess to clarify, my first, like, I think Nintendo kind of exposure was the DS. Yeah, DS, like that, yeah. That was that was my that was my little gateway into that, and that was the, the status quo for a few years until the Wii came out. But yeah, I grew up on Pokemon and all those other like one-off games that came out on the DS. It was the handheld was kind of like my introduction to Nintendo, and then the Wii came out, and that was my first ever Nintendo console. And then honestly, it was just uphill from there. We got to and the Wii U, I didn't buy the Wii U, but my brother had it, so I got to experience that a little bit. Uh, and then we have the Switch, which is, of course, now my God's favorite console as well. God's gift to mankind, Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah, actually, I wanted, I've told you this before, but I actually won a DS in third grade in a class raffle. Oh, that's right. You did. I stole, a, I stole a dollar from my mom so I can buy a ticket, and I threw one ticket in Nintendo DS jar, and about four hours later, I was the proud owner of a light blue DSi in Mario Kart. Wow, what a time to be alive. <laughs> Just held up my two arms in the air like this, and I had my name over the announcements. It was the most exhilarating moment of my elementary school life. I imagine. Jeez. It was, Dude, it was incredible. I mean, my mom, mom was mad for about four hours, then I won, and she still has the ticket today. Really? No she way. She sold it. The ticket is in her purse. Like, don't go rob uh, them. Now that, now that's adorable, Colby. It, yeah, I, the ticket's in there. It's all like, it's all like ripped up and got tape all over it. But hey, you know. Well, hey, I mean, that that's that's historic. It really is. Yeah, it is a story. That is something. Let me tell you. Uh, how about we talk about real quick? Uh. Why we decided to do this in the form of a podcast? Because I have a feeling that you have a few inspirations that you'd like to. Oh, a few. Yeah, to to give your uh, two cents about here. Okay, so for anyone that knows me outside of, if you happen to listen to this for the first time, uh, basically my entire my entire you might as well just delete the music app off my iPhone <laughs> because all I listen to on a daily basis is podcast. Doesn't matter if it's a new episode or an old episode. You know, whatever pops up, a lot of it's Barstool because I think they're just hilarious. Um, you know, basically, I'm a big sports guy outside of video games. I like to listen to sports and stuff. But, you know, there's just the reason we did this in a podcast is the only Nintendo podcast that I'm really aware of that gains traction is the power up. And that's because Nintendo itself produces it. Like, there's no, like, Nintendo content outside of the actual company itself. So we decided, you know, um, we're going to be in college now. Um, just gonna have a lot of more free time than being in high school and allegedly but uh, we'll see how that's alleged, yes allegedly god forbid i don't study three hours a day but <laughs> yeah so we did this in the form of a podcast not only because i bought a 50 dollars microphone but because we thought it would be the best way to get out our theories and ideas and just bounce them off walls and hopefully because yeah, we because we do our best work together when we're just like spitballing at each other yeah so i would say this actually kind of started when we started the smash brothers tournaments oh god that's right yeah so for again any of those who don't know us we grew up in a small small town area or at least uh i did all my life and then he uh came over a little bit later yes um, he who shall not be named yeah as in you <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yeah uh what well, it was senior year 
uh, just last year, we started setting up Super Smash Brothers tournaments to raise money for our tech club. Our, and yes, if the I remember correctly, tech club. If I remember correctly, neither of us were affiliated with that club whatsoever. No, actually, I, I, I was I actually won the class president vote senior year. Oh, on yeah, a whim. On a whim. I ran at the last possible second, got the minimum amount of, of approval votes. votes required, and then won by one single vote in the class election. Huh. Took down the valedictorian. I for the in a class of like eight, like not even seventy people. I was like 29th. So, you know, just the common man doing, doing just presidential the, the things. The common man, so man decided, of the people. Mr. So Meyer. I decided not only to spread out my good to the beautiful and hardworking class office. I decided to help out tech club in exchange for not doing work the whole year. And I would say it worked out. I, I would say so too. And uh, yeah, I, tournaments in a Mario Kart tournament. Yeah, now that you mention it, that probably is, like, when we really started, like, throwing a lot of ideas together. Because that's when a lot of new information was coming out. Yeah. Like, what, E3 wasn't too far away after that time, and then we so got, you know... E3, I was in Disney World for E3 on vacation with my family. And I, I tell Tyrus all the time, when Breath of the Wild 2 was announced, <laughs> I was standing in a maximum occupancy transit bus... And I was standing next to this old lady. I'm on my phone, and all I see is Link's hand, like getting. If you've seen the picture, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah. <laughs> if you see his hand getting, like, by the magic, it's like the Legend is the sequel to Breath of the Wild is now in development. I like wanted to fist pump so bad, but like this old lady was like this poor old lady. Like I would have knocked her out on the spot. <laughs> it would have been a problem. And the first thing I did was text Tyler in all caps, like "There's a sequel." I I used other words, but. Yeah, exactly. We, we were texting all caps like a half hour. It was fantastic. It yeah, was fantastic. I was I was on a college visit at that point, so I I had known that the direct, uh, or yeah, the the E3 direct was coming out, but I was like I was really mad that I couldn't watch it because I was so excited for it. And we had what we had said before before this happened. You said Tyler, if Breath of the Wild sequel is announced, I'm literally going to. Well, m- maybe it's best to I don't say what you. Like literally I would just be the most happy person in the world because I have logged and you can check my switch account for proof. Hold on. I can get the exact number. Tyler, trust me. I know the exact number. The number is for me. I have logged 280 hours of breath of the wild. Keep in mind, I am 18 and in high school and should probably have focused more on my grades, but I restarted the game 10 times and I love it so much. And we will talk about it another time. I'm sure. But just to dip my, just to dip my toe into this water. It's just so, such a good game. The greatest game I've ever played in my life. And really, that, that kind of like just put it over the edge. Because I got a Switch in the uh, Christmas of 2018. Got Mario Kart. And then I got Breath of the Wild a day later. And, you know, I was really sucked in when 10 seconds into the game, I actually walked off the cliff and died. Well, hey, you know, basically what he's saying is that if he wasn't a Nintendo fan before that, he was for sure... All in, all in, all my, all my stock in on Nintendo. All of your I, stock. Yeah, speaking of stock, I did my, I did that stock presentation. I bought Nintendo as a stock because I knew that Let's Go was coming. I knew that Let's Go was coming out. And, I, and it helps to be a gamer. That knowledge helps you out. Yes, you know? it does. And stock the, stock, the stock price went up five dollars that day, and then dropped five dollars immediately the next. But it was a good, <laughs> good twenty-four hours. 
Yeah, well, on that note, now that you can see 13 minutes into this podcast. Now that you, now that you, can now that you understand our standpoint on yes, Nintendo and, you know, you all podcasts in general, let us get into the main topic, which is, again, a little game called Fire Emblem Three Houses. What a game it is. What a game. All right, so I wanted to preface this first. Should we do like a little non-spoilery, just general review sort of so first? Let's actually... Let's actually dive into how we ended up purchasing the game. Then we'll do the non-spoiler. Then we'll talk about what the game itself is and our experiences playing it. All right. Okay. So, so you can you, start. You got the game first, so you I did. go ahead and explain your, your situation there. So we should preface this first. Okay. Both of us. First ever Fire Emblem game. Yeah, this is our first ever Fire Emblem game. Probably our first ever like tactical RPG-esque game as well yes. for me. Definitely for me too. So that this is the perspective you're going to be seeing throughout the entirety of you this. You are whole. getting literally the noob Fire Emblem Three House. Yeah, you are getting the new to the scene Fire Emblem perspective. So Colby, yeah. why don't you tell our audience here uh, how you came to acquire this uh, game that we were talking about? So to now. go way back, my Smash Bros. Brawl main was Marsh, who I was aware was a fi- the main Fire Emblem character, but still never really got any interest. Then the Smash Bros. Ultimate came out to skip ahead a couple years. And then I made Lucina, and I still do. Basically, I love the Fire Emblem characters in Smash Bros. And I'm like, you know, that's there's a joke. There's a joke among Smash Bros. players that their first ever Fire Emblem game is Smash Bros. It's Brothers. Smash Brothers, yeah. Yes. So I knew this game was... When was this game announced? Like 2017? Yeah, geez, it was a while ago. I just remembered. Like, it was... So, yeah, the game year was ago, in 2017, and as of now, I think is like the first main console Fire Emblem game in like over a decade. That yeah, that's true. So I was obviously like, this is gonna I'm like this is gonna be new. Like the characters look relatable. If you if you have played Fire Emblem Three Houses, you were immediately drawn in by Edelgard, and there was just two other guys. We'll get yeah. that later. But you're okay. immediately drawn in by Edelgard, and you're just like, okay, like this could be new and exciting. Oh my god. So some time passes about when the game came out, like three weeks ago, three weeks ago, the game came out. I'm yeah, like, I was on the fence. Tyler, Tyler wasn't on the fence yet, but I was on the fence of getting it. And, and I read some reviews and there's like, this game's awesome and you're going to love it. And I'm like, you know what? Why not? You know, I have a job. I can make the $60 back in two weeks. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I'm like, at the very least, I view video. How I determine a good video game is how many hours you play for the price. So. Yeah, I agree. 60 hours of a game, that's a dollar per hour of entertainment. Like yeah. That you just can't beat that. Yes. So I got Fire Emblem Three Houses. Thank God I went on the day I did. It was the day <laughs> I came out. I went to my local Target, and the only copy left was the display copy. So I'm like, this game was slap. Like, this game was <laughs> if this is the only copy. Did you get, you got it, like, three days after I did. I got it, yeah, about three days after you did. So, I'm but. playing, I'm playing, I'm playing this game, I'm like, I'm immediately drawn in this game. I've not played any other game in two weeks. <laughs> we just got done playing Ultimate Alliance, which we'll talk about Marvel at another time, because yeah. that can tie in. And I'm like, okay, I'm done with Ultimate Alliance, like, now it's time to get on Fire Emblem, and just, like, you turn it on, and you're sucked in immediately. Everything about it, I loved. And I'm like, Tyler, I was at work again. Slowed down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Tyler, you have to get this game. And he's just like, all right, I'm going to do it. I, so, I was, all right, so I guess I'll, can I take over from here then? Absolutely. 
All right. So, yeah, I was like he said, I wasn't exactly on the fence. I there were a lot of games announced that I was looking forward to. Uh, and I am very frugal with my money. Uh, yes, like what we said, I value games that have longevity that I can play for a long time, put in a lot of hours into. So I get, you know, the bang for my buck. So, yeah, I never played a Fire Emblem game either. But uh, after uh, I heard Colby talking about it and I heard all the reviews and I had to like, question him on some of the aspects, I was like, you know what? All right, let, let's get this. This sounds like something I, I might want to give a try. So I, I go out to Target like, like he does uh, about three days later. Uh, from when I think, he talking, I, think, I think I'm talking to you on the phone at this point. Yeah, yeah, you're like, uh, we're texting back and forth. I'm like, all right, I just got to Target, gonna go in and get the game. Um, the game is completely sold out. <laughs> there is there is nothing there. I'm like, oh, all right. Dust. And I, I I texted Colby. I'm like, hey, they're sold out here. And he's like, oh wow, go try GameStop. So I'm like, all right, I'll go try to GameStop. And there, a lot of these stores where you can buy these games are really like close together where we just are. In- just to intervene, at the time Tyler's at GameStop, I am checking Best Buy to make sure yeah, he <laughs> as the last resort. <laughs> so we, so I head over to GameStop, and I'm like, all right, well, it's got to be here. And then I see it on the shelf. I'm like, oh, great. And the lady is like, oh, are you looking for Fire Emblem? I'm like, why, well, yes, I am. And she's like, oh, it, we're sold out. I'm like, are you fucking kidding the me? The lady's like, this game sold out in like 10 minutes, buddy. Like, yeah, because then she and I got to talking, and she was like, yeah, this game sold out in like... 10 minutes and we only got like three extra copies and they also went i'm like oh my god so i texted colby again i'm like dude game stops out and he's like okay you gotta go to it's the last resort gotta go to best buy you checked it for me yeah so yeah you, you checked it for me and i was like all right all right we gotta go and my i had my little brother with me in tow and he was like what is going on i'm like i have no idea so I go over to Best Buy. I, I ask the people, I'm like, hey, do you guys have Fire Emblem Three Heroes? Three Heroes. Three Houses. Oh, boy. First slip. F- first slip, yeah. We're not, we're not editing anything. I'm not we're taking not anything out. So and he's like, well, yes, we do. And he takes me over to the last copy that they have. I'm like, oh, my God. And, and Tyler, I think you put it, you put it best. What, what did you say about this it? This game uh, must slap. This, this game, game is a 10 out of 10 in Essential PA. This central PA, this game rocks, let me tell you. And so, yeah, um, that's basically how we came across to getting it. Again, it, a great I, first impression, I might add. Oh, my God, of course. <laughs> yeah, because I texted you that first scene. We can get into that in spoilers. But after the first scene of the game, I texted you, like, are you just questioning what you just bought? And you're yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, what is happening? This is the freakiest thing ever. So I guess that's a good segue into the general review and like thoughts of the game yes. without going into spoilers. So you you I'll you can go first and then I'll follow you up. You can intervene whenever. Yeah, okay. So the game itself, I feel I on to add on the things I like about a game, the more options as a player you have, the better I feel and more enjoyable the game is for said player. Now I agree, yes. As a tactical RPG, it's a little different because you have, you know, it's not your traditional fighting style. You're not constantly, like, pressing buttons or you're not constantly like, on the fence about decisions at the time. But it's just such a, you have to be so well thought out and methodical. And that's part of where I think we both struggled at first. But it was enjoyable. It was an enjoyable struggle. Yes, I, I agree. You get into the game and you get past 
essentially the the prologue of how it tells you how to play the game. Right. When you get to the monastery, you know, it's just I think you're there for like what? Is it is it a year? Um I think I, so. I, I or I thought it was like half a year. year like close to it. You're yeah. there to play uh, in the game. And it's just so much stuff to do when you especially like there's more to do after you be, after you beat the game the first time, after you do your first run of it. Which yeah. I think Tyler and I are both on our third runs. And uh, yes, that's right. There's just so much to do and there's so much to discover and like so many quests and stuff. You can't complete it all in a day. You have to you have to actually think out what you're gonna do, like for your class and for your class and what you're gonna do, like how you're gonna level them up or how you're gonna spend your activity points, which is essentially the amount of times you can do certain activities within a certain day. Yes, every Saturday, I think it is. Uh, I feel, if I can interject here for a second. Absolutely. Uh, I believe that there is a valid argument to be made that it can be a little overwhelming for new players at first, especially uh, yes, those who are new to the uh, to the uh, tactical RPG scene like we were. But in all honesty, it didn't really take a whole lot of time to uh, to adjust. Like, no. the game is, like It's not like you have to get every single thing right right off the bat. Like you're, they give you a little bit of breathing room to make mistakes. Like there are, there's a, there are features put in for new players, and also just like the progression of the game feels really good. Like from, you can definitely just feel the sense of, you, you know, I'm making progress. Back. I can, I'm spending this time how I feel will most benefit uh, me. You know, training my students or like getting the right items or such and such before the mission. Uh, at the end of the month, which is kind of like the structure of the game. You, you go by a month-by-month basis where uh, every, what, Sunday... Every Sunday's to, your free day. The sun, yeah, Sunday's your free day, so you can do a multitude of activities that will kind of go into more detail a little bit later, right? Yes. So, so, yeah, you can do a multitude of activities, each of which give their own, like, you know, benefits, but you're kind of sacrificing... You know the opportunity to do other things if you choose one. So you, again, yeah, it's all it's a lot of time management. Um, but again, it doesn't feel like you're rushed necessarily. Like you have the freedom to kind of choose your own pace of how you go through the week until you get to the mission. Which is something I think that a lot of video games are starting to harp on. Like yeah. a lot of games are taking that route. So you feel like your decisions matter because they do. Like. Not just with the main story, like in any video game, there's going to be a main story, and eventually that's the end objective to get there. Yeah. But like, there's a there's a bunch of sub stories with certain battles and how you like build your relationship with your students. And I think that's really interesting. I think that's what you have to focus on early to get to get to the end goal and like have a better chance of, you know, eventually. You, obviously, if you if you know Fire Emblem, you there's a war like every single game. Yeah. And, that first year is crucial as to keeping your students, like, keeping them leveling up and keeping them leveling up and building bonds with them. And not just with you and the students, like, the students amongst themselves can build bonds, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. That, affects, that affects how they that affects how they progress and, like, you can do certain, you can do group tasks with them. And a group task is essentially, like, you know, like, stuff you do at home, like. There's sky at home. You can't fly. Pegasus. Yeah, you can't fly Pegasus in the real world. Yeah, there's like there's like weeding. Like there's gardens. Yeah, there's weeding. There's you so know like, um, like there's people who enjoy that, which is 
that shit to me. That's yeah, crazy. that that doesn't make any. That, that it's okay. It's a fantasy world. Some people uh, yes, like weed. There's like, yeah, but you get to like skywatch and fly on Pegasus and like people who like excel or favor to do that. Like they you know, have that. better results than others. But if you yes. put someone who is not necessarily like naturally talented at that you know aspect, if you keep them on that task, they will eventually get better at that, and then they will yes. get better results. And they'll also like bond with the other people that they are working on that project with. So it's just a nice, it's just a nice way of like kind of seeing the progression of the students and the voice lines also like as you're getting through the week and they work together more, you can kind of see how they're, uh, you know, building their relationships and, you know, being more comfortable around each other. And if I may kind of say the one thing that I think elevates this game a lot is its presentation with the characters i agree like i feel like personally i feel like one of the main aspects of this game that i don't feel praised enough is the voice work it's, like, it's it, real like you think it is so it is way better than i was ever expecting shout outs like specifically to the like the voice actors of the three main house leaders claude dimitri edelgard uh Sedeth, Rhea flane and uh dorothea and Annette and Mercedes. Honestly, I could say something for every character. Like, I just love the way that this game is presented and, like, the scenario it gives and just how truly believable some of these characters are. You actually begin to, like, develop bonds with the character. It's like, I don't want you to get hurt ever. Oh, yeah, you, like, start to feel like each character... And if you you detail it, they have their own, like, personal triumphs that they have to get over. And, like, you can sympathize with that, like, as a person and in the game. Yeah, even in even some of the characters that I thought were just so terrible at yeah. first. Once I, you know, I kind of got, like, okay, let's see. Because I had bonded with other characters at this point, And I was like, oh, maybe there's something I'm not seeing. And sure enough, there was. And I can't really say that I hate any of the characters in this game. Like, I think they're all fantastic. I have a few. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, get, to, we'll get to that in a second. We, we have a whole segment for that coming up, so. Yes, we do. That was your, that was your idea. So, yeah. I guess to wrap things up. We well, here, let, let's, let's focus on one more thing that I think we haven't done yet. Uh, right. The gameplay itself. I feel like, like, how does the gameplay keep you immersed? Because for the outsider, it's basically chess. That's what they would think. That's so. One of my buddies, I was talking. He was. He wants to buy more Switch games. I told him that the fighting style is like chess, and that's not going to appeal to everyone, obviously. But I feel like there's enough to do outside of the actual fighting itself that you can still just get the game and enjoy it. The fighting style is different. That's what I like that about it, and that's just a me thing. That's 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 always been Fire Emblem style. I'm aware. Yeah. But for me personally, I've never had that, and I actually really enjoy it because your decisions have consequences they have they have consequences as to whether like certain people can take damage and i think the computer fighting is very that's very well thought out as well yeah because they'll as annoying as it is let me <laughs> they will if there is they will target the weak they will they, they will target the weak they they you really your class is as strong as its weakest link. You cannot go into battle with someone who is so under level because once they get killed off, they just work their way up. Yeah, like even if you have someone like your highest level deep in enemy lines, 
if you have another like low level person up there, they will completely ignore your other dude yeah, and go straight for them. They will literally run right by you. Yeah, they will. They so, will go yeah. straight for your weakest. I also like as you know how much I love Breath of the Wild, which is viewed yes. as open world game. Yes. Fire Emblem has that aspect, just not in the same manner, but it's still fun is in the open world. Like we already touched upon it, but at the at the monastery, just got a text. Hang on, <laughs> I just read perfect. So, lost my train of thought. Oh, open world. So, yeah. yeah, when you explore, which is one of the four things you can do on your on your free days, there's like actually stuff to go and interact with. Like it's not just like your students. You can go interact with other students and other professors and the leader set a threat, Ray, a flame, all of them and. There's just so much to do to bond with your students, which I think is very neat. Like yeah. it's so when you first do you want to jump in the spoilers? Um in a second. I think we'll do like a little wrap up section and then we'll go into spoilers. Okay, so we'll wrap up non spoilers. If you're on the fence about getting this game as we were, get it. You're not gonna regret it. Um get your if first you like what we've said so far, you'll I feel like you'll you'll like this game. Yeah, or even like even slightly interested in anything that we've had to say or the game uh, overall. Uh, if our description has appealed to you at all, I feel like you'll really like this game. Yes, because this is our first Fire Emblem game, and I can't think of a better way to suck us into a franchise. Because I think it's fair to say when the next Fire Emblem game comes out on console in 30 years, I will probably buy it. The game is just so huge. It gives you so much to do. The battles, while seemingly simple on the surface, are actually pretty deep. And also the combat animations animations that happen, uh, they really make you feel like you're part of a real battle. Like, you have, you know, battalions and stuff following you around in the backgrounds. Like, you have people fighting even after you've already taken down an enemy. It just, the level of detail is very, very appreciated. And I just feel like it just elevates that game from, like, you know, it gives at least like another point bonus to the final score so which is oh for me i feel like we'll get to that in a second okay just wanted to so yeah that's our that's our non-spoiler review if you're on the fence get it if you're thinking about getting it and don't have the money bug your mom she'll give it to you (laughs) and if you have played it uh stick Um, around we're gonna talk about yeah we'll be talking more further about it so get to get in the spoilers i actually wanted to pull up some stats that i read the other day but Right, yeah. I just think it's so insane. So Fire Emblem Three Houses in Japan sold 80% of its units in opening weekend. which is That's nuts. terrifying. That's actually correct. It is terrifying. <laughs> um, it is the third, third best-selling game to date in the United States as far as Fire Emblem goes. Right. Again, the game's only about three weeks. Kind of crazy. Well, what's ahead of it? Awakening and Fates? Um, Awakening and... Or um, Echoes, Echoes. Yes, Echoes. I'm on my Gmail now. Wow. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, Echoes, um, it's a, it's behind that. It'll probably surpass Echoes. Awakening, I'm not sure. Cause yeah, was, Awakening so, is, is pretty up there, so... It, but still, that's impressive. That, that speaks to the game's quality. For being a game that is based, that didn't come to America until, like, the, what, early 2000s, late 2000s? Yeah, thanks, yeah, man. That's pretty. It's pretty crazy how, like, as a gaming society, we've embraced that franchise. It's just nuts. 
Um, it's the it's top at the United Kingdom boards. It's the second highest selling game in July in America behind Madden. Keep in mind, Fire Emblem Three Houses came out came out at the end of July. Literally, there's 31 days in July. It came out the 26th. So that itself is nuts. Just a side note, Nintendo once again dominant month. Six of the ten highest rated games in July were all for the Switch. So further reasons that you should. By Nintendo stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Get a Switch. Come on. Like it's not that bad. Three hundred dollars. You can literally you can literally pick it up and walk with it and nothing happens. It's fantastic. <laughs> take it off your dock and walk somewhere with it. Nothing happens. It's just wonderful, honestly. Alright. Maybe maybe one day we'll do an episode all about just the Switch in general. Oh, that'd be something. Um, and then I, I'm sure you'll have like a lot to say on that. Always do. Okay. So do you want to go into our little segment first, and that'll probably lead into a lot of the spoiler points that we'll get to? <laughs> Ranking the characters. Yeah, so we thought of a segment. We're going to be grading every single character in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Okay, here. We're going to give them a letter rank between E and S on two factors. Yep. We're going to give them one letter grade on their personality, character arcs, anything that you know is just, to them specifically, their their character and and we're going to give them a second letter grade on their fighting capability this can include classes uh you know raw stats how and they're going to be you know obviously different between the two of us based on how we played them in the game yes so to clarify tyler and i have i have completed since we're in spoilers now my first ever run was black eagles siding with edelgard my first ever playthrough was golden deer my and second I'm, is Golden yeah, Deer, go ahead. which, look, I still have two more routes to complete. That route rocked. Yeah. Golden Deer, for so many reasons, we'll get yeah, it. Yeah, I've played, I've played three of the four, well, I'm, I've played two of the four routes completely through, and I'm halfway through the third. So I've played Golden Deer, Blue Lions, and I'm then I just started my Edelgard. I'm a quarter of the way through my third run, which is with the Blue Lions. So. Yeah, so I am halfway through the Black Eagles, but like not siding with Edelgard. So yeah, that's siding with Leia. Yeah, but I've I've used all the characters. Okay, so I guess so we are gonna start. We'll start with. Uh, how about we just start with Black Eagles? We'll start with the Black Eagle class, and then we'll I was go to ask, Blue Lions. Start, do you want to start with the protagonist of our story, or do you want to start? with... Oh, Byleth. Right, you so know, let's yeah. start with Smash Brothers' new DLC character, Byleth. Byleth. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. That's we'll... another discussion entirely, but we're just gonna yeah. start with Byleth. Look, it's gonna happen. Just accept it. Yeah. Okay. So Byleth. Um, I love his. I love his arc. His arc is essentially that. You don't know much about his past until the Golden Deer route. You learn a lot more. Like you learn a lot more based on the route you pick. Yeah, he's basically, you know, standard silent protagonist. Yeah, standards. Yes. But I feel like they do, like they give a reason for that. And I love when games do that with their silent protagonist. They kind of give a reason for him to act like he does. Yeah, because and he has somewhat of a personality for him. Like you can't. There's no like real evil route you can go with him he kind of has like a set personality based on the dialogue options that you are able to choose from yes so essentially his alter ego is sothis like would you say that's accurate like uh yeah he has like another entity living inside him you learn that in the very first like minutes of the game sothis and she's kind of like the the navi to his link would you say yes Uh, yeah i would say that because sothis is the beginning 
which is she's the goddess that is that has watched over Fodlin. Yeah, there's your first spoiler. That happens later. Yes. So you find out she's the goddess that watches over Fodlin, and that Rhea, I believe you find this out through the Golden Deer route, that Rhea is the final child of the goddess. The that final Rhea. surviving member she's of the final surviving the goddess, yes. So yes, yeah, she essentially she made it so that Sothis is living inside Byleth. And you find that out later on in the game. But Byleth, I'm going to give a personality. He's going to be a B. Yeah, I was going to say a B. Like, he definitely exceeds my expectations of the silent protagonist personality. Quiet and S+, just because he's broken. And yeah, he's... Okay. We're going to get this out of the way right now. Your your professor, your, your Byleth, is completely busted later in the game. Yeah, I don't even... I'm on my third run. I don't even use him in fights. And he still just dominates. Yeah, like, he is unbelievable like he his crit like halfway through the game is like a 45 percent. that's a coin flip on whether or not you're going to one shot the enemy or not yeah and you're going to one shot it regardless because if you're not critting you're hitting it for two like yeah because you have this because he has super high speed yeah but essentially he's broken male or female like it doesn't yeah. matter <laughs> which but, design do you think is better i feel that's pretty contested online Hmm. Male or female? I'm looking at them both right now, actually. You know, you say that at this character list here. I like both of them. I mean, I, I, I'm going to side with the male one because, you know, like, I just think he looks way better. And Yeah, I... When he's fused, I, when he fuses, he just looks so good. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. Uh, the, we'll I, talk about that in a second. I feel like, uh One gripe I have with Byleth, his robe is awful. Yes, I wish he did not wear that ugly robe. That robe. So bad. You so know what? It's fine. Uh, I can deal with that, even though that's probably going to be a smash yeah. design when he does get in. Slide. You all get one. You get one. Slide. You get one in style. So I guess we'll move on from Byleth. We won't We won't stick too long on each individual character. but Yeah, so we'll, we'll move start on with the Eagles. We'll start with uh, Edelgard. What do you think about Edelgard, her personality, her motives, and her fighting style? All right, so... Before I started playing her route, like when I was on Golden Deer, I would have given her personality like a very low grade. But now that I've started playing, I think I'm going to put her at a. I'm going to put her at a B. I'm going to put her at a B, similar to Byleth. Um, I feel like she doesn't have as much charm as the other two house leaders. Definitely not. She's, like I feel like she's more the game, stoic and very serious. Definitely the least likable. Yeah, she has her moments, but, you know, for obvious reasons, she is a little less sympathetic than the other two. So I'm actually going to give her an A, and it's a little biased because it was my first run. But right. as you play the game, you learn that you learn her motives are different than those of the church, which ends up, we're in spoilers now, which ends up going into war. You learn that, Emperor, that Adel, geez, Edelgard is the Flame Emperor. Which is right. Yeah, that's the big twist in the, like the halfway through point. Yes, the big twist is that she's actually a quote unquote villain. I personally don't believe there's any villains in the story. Like, well, it, there it's are. Just two sides. Yeah, there are villains. We'll get into there, that. There are literally forces of darkness. Correct. Correct. I meant the two entities at war. They're not really bad. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's they correct. They have different motives. Yes. Which differ. So. You learn that she's the Flame Emperor, and you learn that her motives is essentially that she feels that Fodlin is being threatened by the godless versus being protected by it. Because yeah. you keep harping on, 
the goddess this, the goddess that. And she's like, well, what about the goddess? Like, as what she hates the class system. She she's not about the nobility and how yeah, crests. She hates everything uh, about the church. Yeah, backstory. Crests are basically like a super powerful birthmark. I think that's a very simplified explanation of those. Yes, that's a perfect explanation. And you have like, you know, certain people have them, certain people don't. Most people who have them are of the nobility, of the higher class. And, you know, they're very valued because they give like magical abilities and they're just basically a sign of status. And, you know, for, you know, putting off or like continuing bloodlines and such. So she does not like that. She does not like how that separates the people of Fodlan, which is the continent that this uh, game takes place on. Yes. Yes, the fictional continent of Fodlan. Beautiful continent. (laughs) Yeah, so essentially she uses her... She overthrows her dad, which is... there. I don't think you've gotten that part yet. That's an actual cutscene. You actually watched that happen. Oh, you watched that happen? No, I haven't gotten to that part. So so she asks you... She asks you later on in the game. You don't know she's the flame emperor yet, but she asks you to go back to the Adresian Empire so to watch her succeed the throne. Oh, like and that's and that's a big decision. Like you know how when you side with Edelgard or side with Rhea, that's a big decision. Like let's yeah. you know, like that actually affects the story if you oh. go with her or not. You, they're given the option. So I went with her, and essentially she's like, "Look, old hag, you you're not you can't run this place anymore. You, I'm just going to take it from you." And she's like, "Well, I can't fight my daughter, so here you go." And she becomes the emperor, the em- the princess, the princess yeah. to emperor. Yes, and then she uses her her first act as emperor is to go to war with an entire continent. That's a power play. Not <laughs> you think? Not. Not, not <laughs> wouldn't be my first move, but that is essentially. But hey, that that's Edelgard, and she. That is Edelgard, correct. And knowing her backstory now, it, I can't. It makes a little more sense as to what she does. Like I can give a little more sympathy to her now that I know her full backstory. But yeah, I'll give her. I'll, I'll bump her up to a B plus in personality. But I say let let's move on to her uh, combat abilities. Combat abilities an A, and it would. Oh, be I'm a- giving it. I'm giving it an A plus. Like, I didn't even want her, because I knew what happened. I knew what happened in the story, and I didn't want to level her up. But she still one-shot everything with an iron axe. So you see, mine's different, because she wanted to be... She wanted a sword in my playthrough. I'm like, well, that's Oh, just, yeah, because she became a lord, right? Yeah, I'm like, that's just not who you are. Like, that just cannot happen. But I yeah, let it happen. Me, like, she, she was very similar to Byleth. Like, dodged every attack that came her way, one-shotted everything right back. So I'm going to give her... An A plus in combat ability. That wrap there. Yeah, that about that about does it for me. Yeah, with her. So we'll quickly dive into her fellow classmates. Uh, Hubert. I I will take the wheel on this next one. Uh, Hubert. You're Hubert. Go. Hubert. Okay. Is essentially a print like no, not apprentice assistant. Bodyguard. Bodyguard. Yes. You learn that he is from the house which protects those of the royal family, which is where Edelgard is from. Yeah, and his job is to basically be Edelgard's shield, and each leader has that. Yeah, and we'll each go into that uh, in the well, other. Well, I will bang this out really quick. Hubert, E personality, E style. <laughs> he is awful. He looks awful. Everything about him is <laughs> terrible. He is literally—you could not have drawn up a worse character than Hubert because he's so unlikable. You understand nothing of his. He tries to be sympathetic to the professor, and you just want to tell him to go away. My first, the first time I ever saw the Death Knight, I beelined Hubert straight for the Death Knight. I'm like, you go take care of that problem. You go do that. He got one-shotted, and I've never felt happier. 
Oh my god. Okay, so moving on. I think you guys are starting to see Colby's mindset on what he does to characters that he doesn't like. So yep. Yep, for me, not- Hubert, uh, I'm gonna go with a C personality. Oh. Listen, listen. I saw his interactions with a couple other characters before he, you know, turned and left on me. That's three levels too high. And he was, it was honestly kind of, it was okay. Like he, he wasn't too bad. And you played through Golden Deer, right? You saw what he did after you killed him. Like he, he's not that bad of a dude. He could have just told me. He could have. He didn't have to. He didn't have to leave a confusing letter. I know, but that, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm leaving it at a C, still low, but like it, it's okay. And then fighting capability, I'm gonna go with the C plus. I didn't really use him all that much. He was no better than any other mage that I had. So, uh, yeah, that's Hubert for me. Perfect. That was a minute too long on that character. But Okay, uh, let's move on to Dorothea. Oh, God. Okay, here we go. Great character. Um, I, I think she's one of the best characters in the game. Okay, there was a poll on Twitter about who the best Fire Emblem girl is, and it probably broke Nintendo Twitter. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> broke Nintendo Twitter. Oh, my God. Uh, personality grade s like yeah no question not I just just, think her, she's yeah. great i love her backstory i kind of i love her attitude towards things i think she's her motives you understand yeah, I, I just think she's good yeah her okay. voice work is amazing again she's one of my main ones to point to i'm like this is what voice work can do in a game so yeah yeah dorothea dorothea s love her personality i will go i will go s as well her fighting style to me is also an s yeah, she's, I'm gonna go with an A plus as well, simply because of the move meteor. So yeah, I recruited her in the Golden Deer playthrough, and she just kicks ass. Like yeah, no, she's amazing. Make her a Gremini. She's fantastic. Yeah, she's incredible. Um, you can you sympathize with her. You understand her motives. You want her on the battlefield. She's kind of everything you want in a character. Not just because she's eye candy. So, yeah, yeah. I feel like we had to address that. But I also like the. I also like her hat. Her hat's pretty cool. Her hat's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Uh, continuing on. Um. Let's go with Petra. Petra. Not gonna lie. Haven't gotten a lot of. T- haven't. Have never fully recruited Petra. I've tried. But you know, I I like her a lot too. I'm gonna give her an A just because yeah. I feel like that's a good. I feel like that's fair. I was gonna say a B, but you know she's she's also relatable in the sense that. She's, she's the foreign exchange student. She's, she is the foreign exchange student. Ex- exactly. She comes from a land. She can't speak the language that well. That's pretty cute and charming with the interactions with the other characters. It is. Yeah, I do like that. That's a little touch. Again, voice acting. Yeah, no, it, she, she, her voice actor did a phenomenal job. I'm going to go with an A as well. I like her interactions with the other students. Uh, fighting ability. I am going to give her an S. Personally. Uh, y- Yes, I'm going to go with... She's just so versatile. I'm like, I ran one playthrough. Like, my first playthrough, I recruited her in the uh, Blue Lions, I think. Uh, that was my second playthrough I recruited her. I, and, uh, she, she assisted with she, my missions. And Yeah, no, I, I, I had her assist with my missions as well. So I've gotten a glimpse at her on the battlefield. Tyler's right. She's quick. Her critical is killer. Yeah, I know, but she's... I don't know, like, I just have her at two different classes completely. Like, I have her now, obviously, in the Black Eagles playthrough. But in my Blue Lion, she was uh, she was my dancer. Uh, you haven't dabbled much in that, but, she, my, you know, the dancer, she's, like, kind of like a sword person, and she can uh, help out 
like if a unit has already used up their turn, she can replenish that turn so that they can move again. Yeah, you have mentioned that to me before. Yeah. And in this playthrough, she's now a Wyvern Rider with Thunderbrand oh. and a Short Axe. Jeez. Oh. Oh. So, yeah, I just think she's incredibly versatile. She's one of my best units, and I love her for it. So giving her an S. In, uh, and again, since we both play Golden Deer, super hard to fight against. Yeah, no, she's... Especially when you get to the palace where, I, where she was for me. She oh. just... There wasn't a lot of people who could not get one shot by her, or I guess two shots, since she has even high speed. Struggles, even Byla struggles against her a little bit. So, again, just goes to show, she's a great character. Um, I kind of want to talk about my favorite sniper, Bernadetta. Bernadetta. Okay. Um, I'm going to go right now double S. S personality, S fighting capability. Okay, you're going to sense that we put S for a lot of these characters. That's just because, again, they're likable. We're, we're a little biased, but we, little just, biased. we love and this the, game. So. Yeah, we love this game. Bernadetta, I actually got to level 50 in my first playthrough. Yo, holy crap. She, she doesn't miss, ever. She doesn't miss. She doesn't miss, ever. Again, her personality is just super shy, which you can kind of relate to and empathi- empathize with, because we've all been there. Like We've all been in moments where we're shy yeah. and don't want to, you know, it's just great to see her grow, honestly. Like see, from you watch her grow as a person, and again, you watch out all these characters, and it's it's a it's really cool. Yeah, her, and she's just charming and hilarious, and yes, uh, she is. Personality, I will I'll, I'll go A. I'm gonna go grade lower again. Still really high. But, yeah, I'm sorry. I just I just love her so much. I recruited her in my second playthrough simply because I did not want the grief of killing her. <laughs> like that was it and now that i'm using her in my uh black eagles playthrough as a bow knight she's irreplaceable she's great yeah, I, I slaughtered her <laughs> okay we're we're moving on then oh, i'm having straight to the chest gonna get off of this uh train wreck of a of a train of thought here and we're gonna move on to you just want to do these uh, next three and one casper lenhart and ferdinand you just want to kind of do all three of those at once yeah we'll do all three of them at once uh, i'm gonna give caspar a hmm, i'm gonna give him a a c plus personality i agree again i haven't bonded much of them mainly because you know my genius tactics got him a blue yeah your your genius fighting capabilities beelined him straight towards like five mages and got him killed Essentially, that's exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's good with axes. I love uh, his fighting capability. I'm going to put it a B plus. It's pretty good. He's I a good asset. He's tough. he's tough. He's tough. Yeah, he's tough. He's a strong strong attacker. He's very fast if you give him the right class. So I like him. Linhart. Uh, Linhart. I'm going to give him a I'm going to give him a B personality, but a D fighting ability. I'm going to give him a B plus personality, but yeah, like a a C. Fighting so I ability. think I think his preference is to be a bishop, which basically just heals people. Yeah. And the only reason I have them is D's because my only real experience with them is fighting against him in the Golden Deer run. And yeah, now like, he's you can kind of send anyone at him and they'll just take care of him. Yeah, that that's true. Healers kind of get the shaft a lot of the time in in this game, but you know you can usually just kind of make them hybrids with like damaging and healing. But even still, he kind of like falls short as compared to some other people. So yeah, I'm gonna give him uh, a C in fighting ability. Ferdinand, he's going to get a C in both categories, his personality and fighting ability. Uh, I've, I've given him some more thought. I'm going to give him a a B in personality and a B in, in fighting ability, because he's, he's a pretty good cavalier for me. He, he was a decent cavalier for me. His personality is a C because 
he's his only obsession is being better than Edelgard. Yeah, he's only, he got he's gotten a little over that in like after the time skip. He does. But I still think he's a little too obsessed with his nobility. I just don't think he, he he's gone through that much of a transformation that I thought he'd go through. So he's still, he's still like to put it this way, it's kinda of crazy we can call a video game character immature. Yeah. That's what he is. Like even after the time skip and even as the war continues, all he's all he talks to you about is his nobility and his drive. It's like, okay, we we understand what your motives are here, but yeah. like, you aren't growing enough as a character. Yeah, I, I agree. But in his in his uh, interactions with other characters, he's a bit more like sentimental, and I like him for that. But overall, I just don't think he measures up to a lot of the other characters. So yeah, okay. I'll, I'll give him I'll give him B's because I've spent more time with him. But so that's the Black Eagle House. Um, uh, do you want to go Golden Deer next, or do you want to go Blue Lines next? Oh, we need to save the Golden Deer. We gotta save the golden golden deer. Okay, blue lions. We have to. These guys are fresh in my mind since I just finished their playthrough. Correct. So we'll start They're off with the man himself. Dimitri. Dimitri. I haven't. I have not gotten to the dark side of Dimitri. I've yeah, not. No, I've not gotten did. to the dark the to the Darth Vader side. I'm only on the Anakin side. But, I'm gonna give him a. Hmm. It's kind of hard because his pre-time skip is so captivating and charming, but it's also just amazing to see him, his, like, unraveling. So, Dimitri, so I'm going to hand out my gold star. Dimitri has the best character arc in the game. Yes, I, I, can, I can see where you're coming from there. Uh, personally, As- after playing his, like, in the time skip, it's a little... It gets a little annoying at some points, but for most of the time, it's pretty, like, understandable. And you get the feeling that this is a real struggle that he has had and, you know, will continue to have. Uh, I don't really want to spoil it for you because I think it's really, it's a really good, uh, a really good sentiment for you to experience for yourself. So I'll give him, I'll give him an A. I'll give him an A personality. I'm going to give him an A plus just because... Again, his redemption arc, I think, is everyone loves an underdog story. Dimitri is farther than an underdog at one point in this game. Yeah, he does go through the most change. Like even his voice lines like change depending on where you are in his. Everything arc. changes with him. His motives change. Like his attitude, his his demeanor. Yeah, it is. It is great to see him like fall, but then build himself back up. Yes, because in at the monastery when you're teaching him, like. He's just like you just you just feel bad for him. Like both of his parents died. Like he, his only father figure was his name's Rodrigue. His feels and with the and with the tragedy of Dusker and his backstory yeah. and all. Like all and his fr- relationship with Edelgard. Yeah, very interesting. Edelgard's a stepsister. Yes, I that was a mind blow for me. Like I did not know that. Yeah, that was kind of that was kind of wild. But and, and like listen, my dude, you already know this game's cutscenes are beautiful. But if you you got to make it through the Blue Lions playthrough because the final cutscene is great. fantastic. It is so. Yeah, I haven't got there yet, but I can already. I already know it's great. The, oh my god, the wildest cutscene though. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. Are we gonna take a short break to talk about this real quick? We have to. I mean, we're okay. Right on the topic of here we go. Oh. Brutal. The fusion scene between Byleth and Sothis. Yeah, we're going to talk about... We'll get back to Dimitri's main cutscene, but I just want to talk about, like... 
yeah, we, we got to talk. First of all, the game's beautiful, like absolutely beautiful. Art style, cutscenes, everything. Yeah, if, you, if, you haven't, if you haven't gotten that already. We're, and we're, nowhere is it more apparent than this cutscene that comes right... <sighs> it's about, like, what, two-fifths into the game? Because this it, is before the time skip. It's the fight after your dad dies. After Gerald. Gerald. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll judge him in a second. We'll do all the faculty after. Yeah, we'll do some. We'll do some of the faculty. Yep. So yeah, the fusion scene. Cool. This is where Sothis finally realizes, because you and her obviously, like you both, don't really have your memories. The the puzzle gets completed. Yeah. So Sothis realizes that she is the goddess. Like her consciousness exists within Byleth. And Byleth also. And, to realize this you know and you guys are have been like transported to this like void of darkness by this evil wizard uh who has been like posing tomas. as a tomas tomas turns into solon is apparently his true identity yes. and he sends you into this void and sothis has to kind of like bestow her power upon you to get out of it and my god it is glorious to see it is it is something, let me tell you. That uh, scene is so good. Goes Super Saiyan, the mu- she cuts through the literal darkness dimension to claw his way back. Yeah, into we the- haven't talked about that. So, the ten relics. Oh yeah, the hero's relics. The hero's relics. Essentially, the hero's relics are just weapons that can only be wielded by those who bear the correct the crest. same crest as the crest stone oh. within the sword or, so the or crest weapon. stone and the weapon itself have a connection and you can only bear you can only wield one of those wet relics if you have the correct crest yeah if you try to wield it without you'll uh, you it, I, in, in the gameplay it's actually like you take damage if you wield a relic without the right crest yeah so you come to find out that i think almost all the students at one some of the students at the monastery can wield these ten weapons. Yeah, some of the some of the students if you do their like side quest missions, they you will obtain the relic of their yes, family. Yes, uh, yeah. I, so Byleth actually is one of those characters. He wields the most powerful one, which is the sword, sword of the creator. Of the creator. It requires the crest of flames, which is which is a very the, old forgotten to time crest from this ancient king of liberation yes which yeah. the crest of flames is actually inside of Byleth. like we're not kidding it's like connected to his yeah body. like like he it is yes so that's how he's able to wield it and its true power gets recognized when he merges with sothis because you come to find out that the heart of sothis is the crest the crest stone of flames yes that's the heart of sothis so once those two are connect and merge the true power of the sword awakes. Violet becomes essentially he becomes a god. He becomes a a deity. Yes. Yes. He becomes a deity. He cuts a rift through like a hole in darkness, and, and just, he just comes back out. Just uh it's And if you so thought bad. he was overpowered with the blue hair, when you get you have no like, idea what you're in you store get for. Lightened one outfit. Oh my god, he just oh. he shake rattles and rolls everybody like. It's, he, unbelievable just just for your own personal enjoyment if you have the game after the fusion scene run straight to the first knight that is standing in your way it's a guaranteed crit you will literally do a backflip and send him into like 
Like, delete him from existence. You will literally control all delete him from existence. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so that, yeah, that's our little that's our little break for, like, gushing yeah. about this game. We had to talk. Uh, we'll go back to what we were doing now. But Dimitri's cutscene, when he finds out that Edelgard, that Edelgard, is, the Edelgard is the Flame Emperor. Oh, that, my God. That's when he twists. That's when he becomes the murderous, wants to spill. Felix puts it best. He's an animal inside. The he, poor he loves, prince who he loves to spill blood. To spill blood. And enjoy it while he's doing it. And he and trust me, he does. He he, he definitely does. He slaughters four of Edelgard's knights at once. Throws the spear almost like it clips yeah, just nicking Edelgard. It clips her. It like, clips her helmet, and then he breaks the neck of two of the knights with a single hand. With a one hand, and smiles as he does it. Like you just see him get engulfed, and you're just like, oh god. And you're just like, well, this is out of my pay grade. So. So, yeah, that's before the uh, time skip. That's so we spent a lot of time talking about his personality. How about his combat? I know you haven't had much time with him, but for me, I'm going to put it at... I'm going to put him at an S. I think Especially all the Especially post-time skip, because he is a monster. S combat. Sorry? All the house leaders have S combat. Oh, right? yeah, all, all the leaders are incredible. Yeah, we haven't even gotten... Yeah, all right. no. We'll move all on. Right, so. we'll talk about his... We'll talk about his... Um, I guess his sword and shield, as he puts it, to do. The oh yeah, to do. Gladiator, I've come to know. All right, so to do. Uh, personality, I'm gonna put him at a B. D. I know he's he's as not really. I I think the point is that he's not supposed to have much of a personality. Yeah, but that's what makes him lame. Yeah, but like hearing his conversations with Dimitri, especially like later on in the game, it's it's really heartwarming, and. I, I'm going to put him at a B. And for as for his combat ability, I'm going to put him at a C. Because he's just too slow. Like, for, for me, anyway. Yeah, he's too slow. Heavy armor will do that. Yeah, too. I give him heavy armor, since, that would, that, since that's what he excels in. Don't do that. Like, if you can't... Basically, the meta of this game is you got to be able to move a long way. Like, yeah, you have to have a lot of movement. Yeah, heavy armor, he will get eaten up by mages, so... Yeah, and he he's just usually stuck in the back lines trying to catch up, so he's he wasn't that useful to me. No. So I'm going to give him a... I'm going to give him a C. I'll give him a C in combat as well. I just don't really relate to his personality. Like, he, he thinks his sole purpose on the Earth is to protect Dimitri, who is very well capable of defending himself. I just think he does... From what I've seen so far, he just doesn't make the effort to go out and you know have a life of his own so yeah i i can see that but i, I think you'll kind of warm up to him a little bit as you get on in the story but that's just my opinion personally all right so this is a character i have a lot of mixed feelings about felix felix yeah very, very um, arrogant very cocky i'm gonna give him a c plus personality but an s in combat ability combat we don't talk a lot about it because we agree he's an s combat he's insane yeah his crest especially just is amazing like he just randomly has uh the chance to have the uh the might or the attack of his weapon attacks increased yeah it's and it's ridiculous when you start throwing multiple hits based on speed into the mix he's it's just terrifying what he can do yeah agreed and so, his personality you said c plus right yeah i um, give him a c plus personality i'll give him a c plus as well because you understand his motives which is getting stronger and being able to defend himself and others 
but yeah, that's he's got kind of a Goku personality going on, except he's a lot less positive about it. Yeah, he's very negative. He's very arrogant. He is he is consumed by his own goal of getting stronger. It definitely affects him as a personality. But again, that that is a reflection of his combat ability because he is one of the stronger students in the game. Yeah. So, yeah, we're 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 around on the spa- on the same page with Felix here. Yeah, so... Let's go with uh, one of your favorites, uh, Ingrid. Oh, yes. My favorite female. Please, please, take the wheel. Take the wheel. I don't know how it started, my um, my recruitment of Ingrid in every playthrough I've done. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, I just asked her to help me out with a mission one day, and I'm like, holy cow, she flies on a Pegasus. That's cool. I want that. So I take her to tea. Lovely cups of tea. <laughs> Mint leaves, sweet blend. <laughs> you got, you got to pitch it all in there. And I've come, <laughs> I've come to be with the character Ingrid so much. I, our, I, our tea times take thirty seconds because I know what conversations to click before I even go into it. It's, it's. Oh Ingrid. man. Personality, super biased. S. Combat uh, ability. Oh, ability, no. however, I'm gonna give a C plus. I'll give her. A B in com- no, I'll give her a B plus in combat ability because I got her relic, and I think that just elevates her up. I made her a Falcon Knight. She was just really useful to me personally in my playthrough. She was able to move really far, which, I, as I just described, is really useful. Uh, so yeah, personally, I, she's pretty up there in combat ability for me. She couldn't she couldn't lay a scratch on the single knight, and it really <laughs> even with spoiler here. She gets a she gets a she gets a relic, and even with the relic, like she does very minimal damage to enemies later on in the game. So I just think that her combat ability, I keep her as a Pegasus Knight. Yeah. Although one of her goals is to be a knight, but it doesn't really make much of a difference whether she wields a lance or a sword. Yeah. Her, her personality is an S because she her burden is she is the last line of her house to keep that to keep that house alive and, and her actually, father's so, kind of pressuring her to marry marriage yes into a noble family and in my golden year playthrough i actually got her and claude married and their relationships yeah. their relationship is actually pretty interesting because claude's this we'll get into claude trust me we will, we will get we'll claude. get into claude but ingrid essentially just bosses claude around and like at the end the Fire Emblem games, it tells you like what your character does after the it's war. It's kind of like a where are they now sort of thing. Yeah, and essentially what happened basically is Ingrid just chases Claude around the house because Claude's being such a jackass. And they basically, <laughs> I think they said they have like many kids. They have so a ton of kids. So Wow, fucking, okay, Claude. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Couldn't pull out of the parking garage. You're not kidding. Anyway, Ingrid, my... Bias rating, S personality. I'll, I'll give her an A. I'll give her an A personality. She's pretty awesome. List here. Um, Ash. Ash. Okay. Not S Ash personality. Catherine. I love Ash. I think he is awesome. Uh, combat ability. We're going to go with an A+. He's one of the better snipers in the game, I think. Okay. I'm, I'm going to agree with you on combat. He's pretty strong. I'm personally trying to get him to be a Wyvern Rider. Yeah, no, I made him a Wyvern Rider as well. 
And the only reason I'm going to knock his personality to a B is because in my current playthrough, he's trying to take Ingrid from me. I do not appreciate it. Oh, so, yeah. No, I remember that. He was a lady stealer. That's right. So I do not appreciate that. And if, <laughs> and if he gets one more tier of support with her, I'm going to just kind of, he's just going to have to fight the Death Knight by himself. <laughs> That's your punishment if you mess with me as a teacher. You get to fight Actually, the Death Knight. This is a good uh, kind of segue into another thing that I think is cool about this game. A lot of the characters have unique relationships with, like, other minor characters in the game that you wouldn't know if you played another playthrough. Like, yeah. I didn't know that he was the adopt that Ash was the adopted son of Lord Lenato, one of the earliest bosses in the game, until I played Blue Lions. Yeah, and that just, made a, that just gave a whole new level of weight to that fight. Yeah, in that battle, like, you can see Ash be like, we don't have to kill him. And, yeah, so that's, that's interesting. And that. just like uh, Sylvain, which I think we'll talk about after Ash. Well, right uh, now. We'll, let's just talk about him right now. Um, okay, we're talking about Sylvain right now? Okay, Sylvain's, Sylvain. Uh, personality, I'm going to give a B plus. I'm going to give him a B. He reminds me of a ninth grader trying to pull 11th grade chicks. Yeah, but like I, I got max support with him. So once you kind of figure out his sort of reasoning, he gets a little better post-time skip. I love, I love that first that first bonding scene you have with him yeah he's like you're you're fucking jerk he's out in town and he's like let's go to town and get ladies and you're first like no like what are we doing no what (laughs) why get back to class what like you want to go like bar hopping with your professor not gonna fly (laughs) but um combat b plus i'm gonna give him an a because I, i again i did his side mission and i got the lance of ruin and it was just uphill from there he was just amazing or downhill from there i guess he was just amazing all right so sylvain i gave b personality i believe and a b plus combat tyler b plus personality and a plus combat so let's talk about so these two ironically enough tell you in the very beginning of the game they're best friends and mercedes and annette okay we're gonna start with mercedes or mercedes or whatever you want to call it mercedes let's just call uh i'm gonna go with a-plus personality. For her? Yeah. She is, she's just really Great. sweet and easygoing. She's had a rough time of it in life, but she's still just pursuing her dream, and I think that's really cool. She's great. I. She's a great character. I'll also give you an A-plus. Fighting ability, I am having her twist with faith and reason. Those are the two things I have her studying. Yep. She's pretty strong. I'm going to give her an A. Honestly, now that I think about it, most of the warlocks or like magic users in this game you kind of can just do faith and reason and they turn out really good yeah i think she's better than linhart so i'll give her a b plus in combat ability and yeah there's getting an s in combat ability she's yeah, and that is a monster ridiculous yeah uh i'm also gonna give um i'm gonna give her a a b in personality just under or yeah i'm just i'm gonna give her a b in personality because i don't know like she's just kind of starts off really good but I don't know. I just I guess I kind of like the journey I took with other characters more than I did Annette. Yeah, I've got a chance to talk to her, and I'm actually I've actually gotten her to talk more to um other characters. Yeah, so, I've. I, she's definitely a good character. I really like her character. I'm. Uh, she was by I married her to Byleth uh, at the end. Really? Of my Blue Lions playthrough, yeah. Nice. Um, I'm pursuing Ingrid. I actually haven't married Ingrid yet. As oh, well. yeah, because he, he was so focused on Ingrid in his Black Eagles playthrough, but he decided to, you know, side with Fantasy Hitler and marry her instead. So. I did. You know, that's the only playthrough you can marry Fantasy Hitler, so I took advantage of that. 
Okay, okay, fair enough. All right, blue uh, line. So yeah, that's our opinions on the two best friends. Blue lines have been completed. Dimitri, oh. New, Felix, Ash, Sylvain, Mercedes, Annette, and my beloved Ingrid. Your beloved Ingrid. All right, so now we save the best. We have re- we have reached the golden deer. Should we should should we save Claude for last? We will save Claude for last. Let's start off with uh, let's start off with Lawrence. This is a highly contested, com- uh, highly contested character among us both. I hate him. I, I love him. him. I love him. You He's... did hate him. What happened? I did. Okay. Well, yeah, but then I got post time skip. I and did I, he has he definitely grew a lot, and he's just a lot more like just compassionate in like post time skip and in my conversation with him and seeing him interact with other characters post time skip it's just night and day really with how much he has grown into a respectable person he's duty bound and i think that's really respectable and his in his combat ability i made him a black knight he's my first ever black knight and he was really really strong like he could just tear the ground open and spew forth explosions it was fantastic so I'll for personality i'm going to give him an a and for combat ability i'm going to give him a b plus i'll give him that he's very strong in battle he's an a combat for me also First, i'm going to give him i might give him an a in combat ability simply because his auxiliary mission gets you thursis which is the which is a relic that goes really well with another character that we're going to talk about in a second Lorenz, for me, personality, he just looks awful. I mean... he His design is definitely not the best. The purple hair with the red rose, ugly, awful. Post time skip oh. is definitely better an improvement, but... Oh, it's awful. Eyes, oh, awful. Let's oh. ever- okay, all right, we get it. You don't like Lorenz. Let's move on to... Yes. Uh, how about we move on to Leone? We'll go with Leone. All right, so um, Walmart Gerald. Um, yeah, I was about to say she's a little too obsessed with my dad. Not gonna lie, B plus personality. I'm obsessed with my dad, so you know C plus personality, and I'll give an A combat. Yeah, I'll give her an A. She was definitely one of my better units on my first run through. Uh, she was my cav- She was a cavalier alongside Lawrence. So yeah, she did pretty well. She was pretty strong. So I'll give her that. There's really nothing more to say. A uh, little too, little too uh, obsessed with my dad for my liking. So let's yeah. move on. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to one of my favorite characters, Lysithia. She's she's great. Uh, I'm gonna give her an A plus personality and an S tier fighting capability. So I forgot. So I've been saving it for the podcast to get your live reaction. Oh no! I had to sacrifice her at the palace. What? Yeah. Oh. Well, wait, 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 wait. So like the final mission, you mean? The fine, the when you fight Edelgard. Oh yeah, when you fight Edelgard, you had to sacrifice her. Oh man, no. It was, it, it was either save her and have Claude take another two turns to kill Edelgard, or just kill Edelgard right away and not run the risk of me getting attacked by her. It was a tough scene. Ah oh, damn it. All right, I mean, fair enough. But that doesn't change the fact that I think she's a great character. You yeah, know? I know her backstory is incredibly tragic. It's yeah, it's sad. It's it weird. is. It's actually the same thing that Edelgard went through, now that I think about it. Yeah, but, like, her lifespan got cut. Yeah, but her, like, ugh, it was just heart-wrenching to hear. So, find out, if you bond with her, which you should, that, basically, she was 
the victim of blood experiments by the Empire. Yes, she was the victim of blood experiments by the Empire, and due to that fact, she gained. Did she gain how many crests? One or two? She she gained two crests. She had one. Uh, I forget what that one was called, but she got the major crest of Gloucester from the experiments. Yeah, so she got which that is the crest. same one Lawrence has. Yes, but at that expense, she lost like, like a ton of life. A years. ton yeah. of her lifespan. And this yeah. happened when she was really young. Like we meet her when she's fifteen, and she already had this happen to her. Yeah, so really young. But she's super strong. She I think is strong. probably the best strongest mate warlock. In the game. Strongest warlock. Oh yeah, absolutely. Strongest warlock. S fighting ability, S personality. I think she's a great character. If you get the chance, you should recruit her, bond with her, talk with her, use her in battle. She's great. Yeah, she's great. She's fantastic. And it's really nice, the little details that she... Because her crit, you know how they all, like... Whenever someone's about to get a crit, they send out a quote, right? Yeah. She always says something like, I don't have time for this. Or, like, I don't have enough time as a reference to, like... Just reminded me. My other major gripe with Byleth. What's up? Awful, awful awful first line post time skip oh awful fighting line what's my strategy are you kidding me what's my strategy it's terrible no but i love but then you go then you graduate to here is something to believe in and then that's pretty good that's pretty nice awful like this is the commander of my army. What is he going to say? He doesn't even know because he doesn't even know. Pre time skip definitely had better, uh, better quotes because uh, he was he'd be like let the lesson begin or like yeah. allow me to demonstrate and that is just so cool that's pretty cool but yeah uh i we, think so we finished up lysithia pro tip again do lauren's side mission get the magic wand or the the <laughs> relic magic wand and give it to lysithia <laughs> the magic wand make like, Lysithia basically make lysithia a fairy like recruit lauren's just for that and then never use him again Correct. Bench him. DH him. But yeah, okay. anyway. All right, so we have... Uh, who's I next? Want save Ignatz. I want to save her. Yeah, we'll Just talk about Marianne. Ignatz. So we'll go with Ignatz and Raphael, since they are kind of like closely related. Modern-day Picasso, Ignatz. Yeah, Ignatz, uh, the artist, Archer. Uh, artist, he's Archer. a nice kid. He's a good kid. Good guy. Uh, good guy. I'll give him a B... Mm, I'll give him a B-plus personality. It's very charming to hear his sort of like... Agreed. B-plus. To hear his to hear his uh, gripes with his father and like his expectancy of being a knight, uh, but yeah, no, I th- I think it's a really nice kind of growing experience when you get to the end. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Colby's starting to get interrupted by his family while we're yeah, in the. And my family's massive. <laughs> I move out tomorrow, so I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm gonna miss them dearly. Yeah, that's true. We're we're definitely doing this last minute, but we'll, this is we'll, this we'll, is we'll, this yeah. is absolutely last last minute t- kind of. It's, Get off, get off topic here because yeah I, i'll take the blame for that I, tomorrow tyler thursday once we have our own places it'll be so much easier to record and do all this stuff but anyway ignots b plus personality agreed with combat ability not fantastic no all. definitely one of the not as good archers in the game but i will give him a b i'm gonna give him a c he 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 did good work for me i'll give him a b he, i think he's okay. fair uh, Raphael. So we're gonna talk about um every everybody's favorite unit, Raphael. Oh my God. Okay. Combat ability S plus. I'm breaking the I am breaking the scale. S plus. He is so unbelievably strong, if not stronger than Violet in most cases. 
I'm going to give him an A just for the fact that, you know, you've S plus and I can understand why, but he's so one dimensional. Yeah, but that's that's I'm judging him separately from. Well, I guess, no. Do you mean like one dimensional and as in like not that versatile as in he's only good at one thing? He's only good at one thing. He doesn't have much versatility. Like his, if you get him up close, yeah, he's devastating. But yeah, if, he's, he, if you keep him away at a distance, he's he really lacks, and he has he does no he's no counter for that. Yeah, but then again, like he's able to move so far. Like he's really good with movement abilities. He's a great war master class. He is. And when you when you get him up close, you're not gonna get him away because I think like. I don't know how the dodging mechanic works or how, like, the no damage mechanic works, but for me, he never gets hit. He got hit a lot in my Golden Deer playthrough. I don't know. Maybe some. Maybe we did something different, but personally for me, he never got hit, and he hit everyone else back. So personally, I'll give he him... He does. He does hit everyone else back. Personal, highest. I, lo- I love his personality. I love his personality. Motive. He's a charming dude. Uh, he may seem one-dimensional at first, but once you get into his backstory and see how he has coped with the things in his life... It's really admirable, honestly, how he copes with that and helps Ignatz through it as well. So yeah, so you uh you having trouble there uh, with always did. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, so... I'll, I'll give him a, I'll give him an A personality. I honestly like him a lot. I like him too. I like him a lot. I think he's a, he's a great character. He's very fun to talk to. And yeah, it's a. These, that's about it. I didn't have anything else after that. I don't know why. He's obsessed with eating and working out. I'm, I'm sure that everyone can, uh, can latch every, on to that. Every uh, sophomore football player can relate. Is there anyone else that we have to get through before we get to the big man himself? Yes, Marianne. Oh, that's right. We saved Marianne. Uh, Marianne, I'm going to give her an S-tier personality and an S-tier fighting ability. I love her so much. A fighting ability, S personality. She's great. She's She's, great. she's fantastic. I love her arc. I love what she's about. Really well written character. Uh, yeah, I have amazing that. side mission. All right, so All right, well, uh, we are back. A little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, it is now ten fifteen, and we both want to die. Just got done with Bachelor in Paradise, dude. It was so awesome. <laughs> this isn't what this is about. I know, but I have to talk about it a little bit at least. So <laughs> yes, I do. So. Demi and Demi has a girlfriend that she was dating before she got on the show, and she chose her over the guy she was dating on the show. That's a tough scene. Oh yeah, for Derek. The guy's name's Derek, so shout out Derek. Yeah, no, I saw it. Yeah, my mother watches it too. Um, so yeah, that was tough to watch. And then Chris. Can we please get back to like? But apparently, Chris Harrison's changing the rules for the. He's changing the rules for next week's rose ceremony. It's Call exciting. Later. Okay, so. So we're the audio, we're the last bit of audio we have. We were just about to talk about Marianne, so we will pick up where we left off. Okay, uh, yeah, Marianne, uh, A plus tier personality, A plus tier fighting ability, because she's super versatile. You can give her a sword, you can give her a book, and she'll just, just kill people for you, and, uh, it's great. Yeah, Marianne, I love her story, um... You know, it even says like "Survivor of the Curse" when you complete the game. So, I yeah, think that's you know, pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's it, it's terrifying. Yeah, she goes through a lot. So she she she's I mean, a lot of characters in this go through a lot, but she she's got it tough. All right, uh, sure. She had to go basically kill her ancestor. 
later on in the story. Yeah, get a sweet-ass sword. So, hey, I mean, yeah. it all evens out. It's a tough look, honestly. Yeah, it probably yeah. is. So, we skipped over Hilda in the last one. Do we want to go back to her this time? No, we don't. No? <laughs> uh, okay, so... On to the big man himself, then. I don't know how we're going to get the same energy for Claude. Yeah, uh, the energy in the last one. We're, we're, we apologize in advance because we had just such a good such a good talk about our boy Claude, but we'll have to just try and replicate that here. <sighs> so, would you like to kind of reiterate what we said before? Okay, so basically what we said is I called Claude my favorite character in any video game ever, and I still still mean it. Because well, that, that's even higher praise because before you said he was your favorite Nintendo character, and now you've just well, but well, this and this corresponds with the fact that every other game I've played, the characters have sucked, and you can't relate to them. So, yeah, like any Xbox game ever that I've played, just ha- doesn't have a relatable character. You really just have that passive aggressive Xbox hate, don't you? A little bit. I mean, my favorite <laughs> my favorite Xbox character is Steve. Minecraft Steve can't beat him. Smash oh, DLC Lord. character. Okay, back to Claude. Claude Von Regan. Um, he Claude is S tier for both personality and yeah, fighting S-tier ability. For both pers- we're on the same page with him. He's sarcastic. He's funny. He's likable. He, he, he's like the backbone of this whole game. He's a breath. He's a breath of fresh air. In the a war doesn't change him a single bit. No, he's a breath of fresh air in a world that is in turmoil. He's yeah, always. He's just. He's so like sarcastic and. You know, he's got a teasing little attitude, but, you know, deep down in all of his character interactions, he always, you know, finds the words to support and, you know, push his classmates slash uh, allies to their fullest potential. And he's basically, we talked about him being a static character. Yes, he is. Really, and the fact that it doesn't really change that much throughout the story, but in place of watching him grow, you more learn more about his ambitions, ideals, and past. And we talked about how like that's okay in a in a game like this. Yeah, absolutely where, is. Where, where there's a large cast of characters, because with a static character, it's mostly the effect that they have on other characters that makes them interesting, not really what you know changes them personally. I would so, say Claude's effect on every character in the game is positive, just because that's the kind of character he is. All right. Night. Every character that interacts with Claude is immediately positively impacted by his presence and i think that's something that's unique because you don't get it you don't really get a ton of characters that have that ability yeah also forgive my uh my little interruption there again we're going to college again i'm literally moving into college in like 14 hours so yeah it's night we're both i'm tired yeah, we're just we're just trying to make up for lost time, which is which is our own fault. I don't know why Skype didn't just take the entire audio and just decide to leave the twenty minutes out, but yeah, it is what it is. We're rookies. Hey, yeah, you know, you just you just got just got to keep going, man. I'm not uh, even. Oh my god, I'm not even playing this in the freaking file that says missing audio. But I guess we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that really bodes well. I'm okay, so, so glad that you are so sure of yourself in this. Mm-hmm, I am. Uh, uh, all I know is that it's recorded. I talked about Seth and Flane. You did uh, talk about Seth and Flane. You can elaborate we, on that. Yeah, we. There's not a whole lot. I just wanted to say that I thought they were like really. Uh, they, they had a really nice sort of side story in this whole thing. Yeah, their bond. And, their bond's unique. Yeah, their bond's very unique. Uh, Seth became one of my favorite characters actually. And now that I've played a little bit more of the Church Path between, you know, when the 
audio died and what we're doing now. Yes. Uh, he he kind of becomes the role of like the house leader, like in place of what your house leader would be. Yeah. Yeah. So so like he's he's growing on me. He's pretty cool, and uh, I just thought I'd elaborate that. Uh, I don't know. He's just a a character I wasn't expecting to be good, but that he it was definitely a highlight. Yes. Uh, then, then what we talked about Gerald and Alois, and then we ended. So. Yeah. So Gerald. I think that Gerald is a very he's a very good father figure in this game to um, yeah, to buy with. You know, he's not your traditional father figure. He's definitely not. He's very he's he's even admitted that he's a little distant or that he kind of like raised Byleth in a certain way. He admits it's but, he admits it's his own fault and he does what he can to redeem himself later on. Yeah, because he, he you know, he's kept a lot of secrets from Byleth throughout his life even though he didn't really know the gravity of most of them. No, he did he didn't really know the effects of the life that Gerald put in place. was kind of just set upon, that it was cursed upon him or her with. Yeah, and definitely so. But, but that still, like, his interactions with them is really heartwarming. And we talked about um, how he also highlights the uh, silent protagonist parts of Violet. Yes, but, he does. Like how he says, like, this is the first time I've seen you smile and such and such. And that really kind of, like, endears you to him. Because it's like, oh yeah, this is the first time we're seeing Myla smile as well. Yeah, this is like the or first time. It's neat that the first. It's the neat that the first time you see Violet and his dad have a significant moment, you actually see it. Yeah, no, it's it was just the, the moments with them were more touching than I really anticipated them being in the early parts of the story, which obviously makes a certain scene have all the more. Yeah, which obviously uh, makes Gerald's death way more like mean like, impactful and sad for not for just then, not just for Violet but for you as well then you see the tears start falling and it's like okay that's the first time I've ever seen him cry like again you that's Alo- so, Alois um we'll just touch upon him I guess really quickly um he is a cool uh, ass he's a nice like uh almost he's a it's almost kind of like a pseudo uh not really father figure more like just another family presence kind of like when you get to do his supports with Byleth especially after Gerald dies and uh, it's a little, it's kind of touching because he's just a big old goof who likes to make puns and such I just like the fact that he is like spikes on his shoulder pads I think that's pretty neat that, that is pretty neat and that's um, that's all I have to say on Alois that's all you have to say you haven't really interacted with him much absolutely right not I mean you know what I realized who we didn't really touch on a whole lot that I think we could add in here real quick who Sothis. Like we we said before, I think, like if I if my memory serves me correctly, from then and now, we said that she was the Navi to Violet's link. That, really yeah, that's a fact. On her personality as a whole, did we? Sothis is interesting because I think it's neat that throughout the game, you you were basically you're playing from the perspective of Sothis. Like you're technically playing as Violet, but you're playing from the like learning point of Sothis as in you're trying you're trying to get back your memory you're trying to find out who you really are and as the player is finding out who they really are Sothis is finding out who she really is as well yeah it it was kind of weird because I thought she'd be like a force throughout the entire game but she goes like pretty quickly like before the halfway point she is no longer with you like she fuses with you and you don't really get to talk to her anymore yeah she's like not even there for like t- the tipping point of the game yeah and it's kind of i mean she you hear her voice later on like in like during the time skip yes when she tells you to you know get off your ass and 
<laughs> like, but, dude, you've been sleeping for five years. How much more do you need? But yeah, it's kind of weird because you know, you, it's one of those things where like you don't know what you have until you lost it. Like I didn't, I took kind of like I had taken for granted all the times that you could talk to Sothis in the monastery and just the little flavor text that she does, and then it goes from that to just by dot dot dotting like all over the place during every single day. Yeah, that's it's a like, fact. Wow, it's a little lonely. She also, I think, has the best quote in the game. What's that? Um, promise me that no matter what happens, cut a path that is your own. That is... That's pretty good. Yeah, that... It's actually funny. That quote was kind of, like, recurring, actually, because I played the Blue Lions path, and that, that quote actually comes up a little bit. Yeah, I like that quote a lot. It's in the trailer. It's, where, it's mainly where I heard it at first. But, um, no, I think that's a... I think... So I think once you find out about the when once you get the sword, that's when that quote comes out because you're starting to find you're starting to put together the pieces of the puzzle as to who you really are and yeah, what the church is like, all about. Things are going down, but whatever happens, like yeah. And I think that I think that's it. I think we, I, I think that is it. I think that's everything that got deleted on us. Yeah, that God just took out of my archives. So <laughs> you know, so we're sorry. We how did we outro this? We we kind of talked about how fun this was, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was way more fun six hours ago, but... Yeah, it was it was a little more... Like, the feeling was a little more fresh. It was more lively. Um, when, it, when it wasn't, you know? Yeah, so... But no, um, basically what we said was we wanted to... Uh, if you're still listening, God bless you. And yeah, thank you for staying with and us thank you for thank been, you for sticking around. It's been a great... Just pleasure doing this. Yeah, like, first this episode, this was fun. Um, we'll definitely... It's something be, we did on a whim, but it turned out to be really fun and i can't wait to do more in the future yeah definitely so we are gonna make we're gonna actually start a twitter and instagram page so you'll be able to follow that that'll probably be created before the show is actually uploaded and yeah, what we, we just said like at switch it at, up, at switch it up. so yeah. yeah um this will probably be uploaded it's tuesday right now the 20th i move in tomorrow the 21st i'll probably start working on uploading it then and assuming you don't you aren't immediately flooded with work i'm not gonna do it so <laughs> you're just gonna ignore it it's moving day i'm allowed to take a day man like yeah yeah you gotta take a personal day on your first day well i mean why not i mean i feel like it's, there's no better time i mean yeah you, i have three houses to play man you understand yeah i i, I got you i got you so you can follow you can follow that up you can follow us once we step that up. Jeez, it's late. Um yeah, it is. ten twenty. Jeez, me talking about it. it's late. I'm a late I'm a late I'm an early early to bed guy. So um yeah, you can follow matter. you can follow Tyler on Twitter and Instagram. Tyler is T Samsel eleven on Instagram, yeah, I believe. T Samsel eleven on Instagram and just at Tyler Samsel on uh, Twitter. At Colby underscore Moyer for both Instagram and Twitter for me. And this has been Switch It Up. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Have a good one.